For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Mr. and Mr. North of South American, all the ships at sea, let's go to press. Here we go. <laughs> Here now with all of today's cruise and travel news and a bit of commentary, it's the guru of the seas himself, Tom Trick. It is indeed himself, and it's a Monday podcast, Monday, February 26, 2024. And let me explain that to listeners all over the world. I base everything on uh, the United States, Eastern Standard Time. I try to get it up. Uh, excuse me. Pardon me. It's a family podcast. I try to have this up and published by mid-morning Eastern Standard Time in the United States. And, of course, uh, my new friends uh, from Australia, Tomo, Sean, Mel, Luke, Sue, and uh, many people that I, I befriended or we became close together. We were sharing a an eight-hour uh boat tour to three islands here in Fiji, including Rotorica, Rotorooter, uh, Rotoriki Island, which is where Tom Hanks talked about volleyball. And I'll be honest, after eight hours on this boat with twin outboard engines going full speed ahead, I'm, I was ready to talk to a volleyball. But anyway, I told them I'd do this podcast and they were going to listen to it, but I didn't explain that I'm doing it one day ahead of uh, where we are, and so it's the Monday podcast for February 26th, uh, 2024. I'm actually doing it one day behind, and I sound like we're doing, I'm doing like 10 days behind today. A little tired. Uh, we are on, on holiday. We, uh, the wife and I left the beautiful ocean insignia uh, a few days ago, and Sydney flew into uh, here. We're in Denaro Island, uh, which is near Lotoko, Fiji, the other side of Fiji from Suva, where the capital is, and we're staying at the Radisson Blue Resort, and I will amend some comments I made in previous podcasts. When I first got here, I really didn't, it didn't settle well. Uh, the room we had booked wasn't available, and I w- wasn't happy about that. I was the angry American. Finally, they moved this into the one-bedroom suite overlooking the lagoon pool area, which is really, really pretty at night. Uh, there were some issues making the move. The beds weren't put together. Here's the deal. Very much like guests that come on Oceana for the first time, you have different expectations, especially what you see in the, bro- the brochure. And when they come on Oceana, in the beginning, they're not thrilled. By day three, they're booking another cruise. And that's how I feel about this resort. Having been here going on the fourth day, uh, spectacular staff. You get used to the Fiji way, which is slower than anywhere I've been in the world. <laughs> man, oh, man. Just order it, go to your room, take a nap, and come back. But once you get used to it, it's good. The staff are lovely people. Last night we had dinner at the Italian restaurant here, which I thought was closed for renovation, but they actually blocked out a section and reopened it in a, a very limited menu, but it was okay. But at the end of the meal, we were with friends, uh, some of my wife worked with on Celebrity uh, years and years ago. We are having a reunion dinner, and they came over, and the whole staff sang farewell in uh, their language, which was very, very uh, emotional. And oh, they say bula here. Every, everybody says bula to you. Bula, B-U-L-A, which is hello. 
I learned that in Vanaka, not Banaka, that's for your breath. Uh, Vanaka, that's a, thank you. Uh, I learned that. And everybody is so friendly. It's a lovely uh, resort, but it's too damn far. I've said that before. It's just too far. Um, but we're down here anyway. But we had a wonderful day yesterday. It was cruising Fiji was the tour company, and Paul and his team, five people on the boat plus the captain, they couldn't do enough for you. We had lunch on board. We went to three islands, but I didn't know in order to get there, you had to go like hell. It should should have been called the go like hell tour because when we left in the morning, we went like hell for like 40 minutes at full speed on a small boat with twin outboards, and we got to the first island, and then I snorkeled, which was, uh, I didn't snorkel. I got in the water. That was my mistake. I don't like water. 30 years at sea, I don't care for water. Leave me alone. But I did it. I swam to like a deserted atoll, and I said to my wife, we done? And we back on board. I had a beer, and I got off the ship on the third island. That was the island where Tom Hanks talked to a volleyball, and we, that was over in two minutes, but we were there and got a picture. And I make fun of people in Italy when we go to Terramina, and they all want a picture of where Al Pacino as uh, Michael Corleone sat and had a cup of coffee and found out his wife was blown up in the car. I'm like, people, people, it's a movie. This is Italy. There's thousands of years of history. I know. Well, there was I, schmuck on some island, taking a picture of some rocks. It could have been any island. I don't know. They could make it up as they go along. But lovely people. And we're on day four here, playing golf today. Uh, we're across the street here, 18-hole course. Yeah, uh, from the Sheridan Golf Resort. It was okay. I'll tell you one thing. The Fiji dollar is weak against the U.S. dollar. So I'm a big, I'm a bit, I tip more than I even usually do. I had a beer today. It was six fifty uh, Fiji money, which is three and a quarter. I gave the girl $10. I'm like, uh, you know, big deal, right? It was like five bucks for a beer with a nice... T- with a nice tip. So it's a good place, but it's just too damn far. Let's get to what we do here, which is to give you the news of the, uh, of the travel and cruise industry on this day, on this Monday. By the way, the email for the extravaganza, as you know, is the Drake Podcast at gmail.com. I have not opened up my emails yet. I'm still on holiday. I'll get to it tomorrow. Tomorrow we're blocked out. We're not doing anything. I'm a little tired. We haven't stopped. I feel like a guest on the cruise. It's been crazy. So I'll check your emails tomorrow. And thank you for the links and the shares and the emails. And let's get to it. As always, we start the podcast uh, by offering prayers for our military, men and women of our military, whatever you call yourselves in the military, as well as, uh, you know, the Ukrainians and Israelis and the Palestinians that aren't involved in that, unfortunately, who have to be in the wrong place uh, at the wrong time. Prayers for all those people. And you're well aware of what's going on with the Hooties. No blowfish. Here uh, at the podcast, we call them IBWJs. That's Iranian-backed whack jobs. And over the weekend, again, with without a choice, we uh, launched attacks on the Hooties. No blowfish because they are firing on non-combatants. They caught another British flagship. Uh, they're firing on uh, United States naval ships with Missiles they get from Iran, they're they're wackos because they're not ever going to win this battle, but we have to fight back. So they launch more attacks over the weekend. We say prayers for all of the guys uh, and women up in those uh, fighter jets and operating the drones, and it's crazy. Now, we're not alone here. You know, the we're doing the heavy lifting, as always, along with the U.K., but we're backed and supported by the Australians and people from Bahrain. They don't even know it. Denmark, Canada, the Netherlands. Canada sends uh, donuts and coffee from Tim Hortons. The Netherlands and New Zealand were anxiously waiting the arrival of uh, the the four ships from the 
European Union. We hope to see them sometime later this summer as they hope to uh, provide stability in the region. Oh, please. Don't get me going on that. Wash your hands. Again, first-time listeners, especially my new Aussie friends, I've been pimping the podcast everywhere. I remind everybody to wash your hands and wash them often. I don't care if you're on a cruise ship or if you're on land, wash your hands, wash your... I do notice here they don't have the hand sanitizers, and they should because norovirus is very, very common around the world. It's also easily transmitted. It's very contagious, so you need to do it. It is very... It irritates your stomach and your intestines. It's like having... You know, people would say, I got a little stomach flu, or it's something I ate. It wasn't something you ate. It's something you touched. It's easily transferred by touch, by one finger touching the wrong thing. So wash your hands, wash them often. I have a story about that coming up. If it's your birthday, again, happy birthday to everybody listening. First-time listeners, I do offer birthdays, and I like to play a little music because sometimes I get a little angry when I open, so we try to lighten it up with a tune or two and uh, had some choices today. It's uh, Michael Bolton's birthday. No, with a gun to my head, and I wouldn't play that music. Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels, um, Devil with the Blue Dress, I like that guy, and the great Johnny Cash, um, Folsom. But you know what? None of those... This one, I talk about, you know, the Stones and uh, Mark Knopfler and Dire Straits, those guitar riffs that are so recognizable, you know, immediately. You, well, you, know, you know this piano riff immediately if you're of a certain age. The great Fats Domino. Happy birthday, Fats. Still with us. Still eating. <laughs> I found my thrill. Yep, on a hill. I might throw the pillow shortly. On Blueberry Hill. When I found you. The great Fats Domino. He made a lot of money off three chords. I love that tune. All right, let's get to it again. First time listeners to the podcast, what we do. We have the news of the day in the cruise and travel industry. I get on and I get online and I look at stories and I see what interests me and if I think it interests me it must interest you because you listen and then we talk about it sometimes it's funny sometimes I have biting commentary sometimes I predict things that are coming very true uh, and sometimes I warn you about places not to go and countries you shouldn't visit just because who needs it you know I love Fiji but man it's a long way to go and I had a discussion at dinner last night with a lovely uh, lady, a woman that lives here. It's beautiful here, but it's 20 hours for us from Florida. Why would I come here? What am I, nuts? I live in Florida. Sanibel Island, Florida looks just like Denaro Island in the South Pacific. And she was like, no, no, yes, the Gulf of Mexico is gorgeous. And the water is very blue. And it's like three hours from my house, three and a half hours. Why would I come here? I don't have it on my bucket list. Now, having said that, the tease for this story is I hope you did not fly far for this crap. I hope you I hope you didn't fly far for this crap. Norwegian cruise line, the Norwegian Dawn is stuck off the coast of Mauritius because a few passengers were quarantined after experiencing norovirus, a stomach illness. But the authorities in Mauritius, these paper hat wonders, they will not let the ship stop there because they want to run tests on what they've discharged. 
to make sure it's not cholera. And there are floating stories in the media now that it just could be cholera. Let's try to trash the cruise industry every chance we get. So these people are off the coast. You know what? If I'm the captain, screw you. We just keep on going. And I would get on the PA and go, this is the captain from the bridge. You know we're supposed to stop in Mauritius. You know what it is? It's a few friggin' beaches and some water. That's what it is. There's nothing there. You're going to snorkel. That's all you do. It's another snorkel. The captain, listen, we went snorkeling yesterday in three different places. Just pull up to another spot. Who cares? Keep moving. And you know what? If you keep moving, then the next time they won't bust your chops because they're wrong. It's just a stomach virus. Yeah, it's, it's easily transmitted. So make everybody, it's Mauritius. I've been there. No, please. I love it too when we go to Brazil. When we're in the Amazon River and we're in Manaus and the public health people come on from Manaus. Are you serious? Are you serious? I wear gloves when I go to Manaus. And then the Coast Guard comes on to check out the ship to make sure it's seaworthy. Meanwhile, half the ships in the port of Manaus are sunk or twisted, listing to the left and right. I get nuts. So anyway, uh, as of this story, which was uh, just yesterday, they're, they're stuck there while they wait for the, the tests to come back, and then maybe they could stop in Mauritius. Just keep going. They wouldn't let anybody else leave or board the ship. Oh, wait a minute. They can't. They're turning around there. Oh, screw me. They're turning around there. Those people are trying to get off to go home, and they won't let them in. I've lived this nightmare. I've told people more than once the story of the Norwegian dream 25 years ago. We were in Europe, and suddenly we had people sick and diarrhea and vomiting. What's going on? About 135, 140 people. Oh, boy. The rumors were rampant. We have some deadly disease on board. It was norovirus. But no one knew, so they flew some paper hat people over from the CDC, and they came on with their test kits and their beakers and their paper hats and their badges, and it was a big deal. And finally, they figured out what it was. It's a stomach virus that actually came from Norwalk, Alabama. was the first case. That's why it's called norovirus. And we were put under... Uh, microscope and we're told if it didn't get down to a certain percentage of people throwing up we would not be allowed to to go to Boston which was where we're heading and all the way over coming across the Atlantic we were counting you know to see how many people kept vomiting and they found out how to stop you quarantine people you quarantine them because it goes away in 48 hours so if you're not in public touching things you're not spreading it that's how it ends Meanwhile, these poor people on the Norwegian dawn, they want to go home. I hope they didn't fly too far for that crap, really. Can you imagine if you flew all the way from the United States and now you're stuck off the coast of, that's why you wash your hands and wash them off and, and count happy, say happy birthday three times, 20 seconds. Do it. Help people out. I'm trying to stop norovirus in my lifetime. And I only the way I feel tonight, I got about a week to go. All right, Speaking of drinking, oh, uh, nice segue. Here's what I believe. I don't care what you believe. I believe there are too many fancy drinks anymore. Can we just have a regular drink? Now, trust me, I enjoy this resort very much. I would not ask them to make anything more than... They struggle with this Canadian club and Diet Coke sometimes. Um, but there is a company who camouflages themselves. Uh, they're known as Diageo global travel. They have nothing to do with the travel business. They sell booze. They're the largest booze seller in the world. And they have a bartender contest every year. Um, 
for the best bartender. And to win that, you have to come up with another stupid drink. Just let it go. I mean, all of these drinks made from recycled trash and garbage and whatever. But anyway, uh, they're having uh, semifinals now around the world uh, in London and Berlin, Mexico. Now, on board Oceana, they participate. So all of our guys created some drinks. I didn't try one. The wife tried one. She said it was very good. And if the guy wins that, then he gets to go to the finals, which will be held in Shanghai, Shanghai, China. That's certainly, that's where I want to go if I want to have an usual drink. Are you serious? You go to Shanghai for knockoff pocketbooks. What bonehead thought this is, a, no, nobody wants to go to China. Well, bartenders don't want to go to China. They live in China. And they don't want to go to China anyway. They want to go send them to Vegas. That's where they want to go, someplace fun. Yeah, China. Besides, if you make a new drink in Shanghai, they'll steal it. You know that. Proprietary. From now on, that's a Chinese drink. We'll rename it. Called the Hop Dung Wing. What? I made that up as a goal. The Hop Dung. Yeah, it's the Hop Dung Wing. It's wonderful. This is a wonderful drink. It's got a little. It's got everything, and I stir it with my finger. That gives it such a flavor. A finger stir. This is what you want to do. Anyway, the company's called Diage. I don't know what they're called. That's another thing. They're called. I actually had to go on Google and have the guy on Google tell me how to say it. Diageo? You want to say Diageo? Diageo? He, he knows the guy, well, guy or girl, AI, they knew it wasn't a, tr a travel company. They call themselves Diageo, Global Travel Cruise. They're, they sell booze, but they sell booze on ships. Hey, you want, here's a side note. This will knock you back a little bit. They don't want people drinking in Fiji. They do not want the locals drinking in Fiji. I actually spoke to somebody, and they're the nice people in the world, but after two shots of something, <laughs> they'll knock you down and drag you across the street. Because I walked into a liquor store today, just curious, you know, what, what are this? Because liquor is always cheaper here, anywhere but the United States. And a bottle of Canadian Club here is $65 US for a liter. 65 Now, drinks here on the resort, they're like $8 a piece. So obviously, the resellers... They, they, there's huge amount of taxes to keep people from drinking too much, very much like Norway. $65 for a liter bottle of CD, that's a, a Canadian club, that's like $15 in the U.S. Unbelievable. Anyway, uh, this bartender contest is going on right now, and um, they'll the winner gets to go to... Uh, the finals are in Miami, then the winner goes to Shanghai to compete in the world's best bartender title. I spent... 10 days on a princess ship with 2,000 Chinese people. All they asked for was hot water. They bring their own tea. They lift up the mast to protect themselves, and they drink tea. I've never seen a Chinese guy loaded. You? Is that uh, xenophobic? You ever seen a whacked-out Chinese guy? Never. But meanwhile, the, now why would they have the finals there in Shanghai? That's the least liquor-friendly place, I believe, in the world. I don't remember getting drunk there myself. I can give you a couple other places to go. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here's the tease. Vegan food is hip. Vegan food is hip. 
By the way, I was getting pretty good saying, Diageo, you want to say Diageo? Diageo Global Travel, Diageo. Vegan food is hip, but beef is the boss. I wrote that. I could be somebody someday. Here's the deal. Crystal Cruises. Oh, by the way, I'll be there on Friday on the Crystal Serenity. That's what we're doing here. We're just, we're laying over for a week in Fiji. We'll get on Crystal Cruises, World Cruise this Friday. And they are teaming up with a well-known restaurant to them, not to me. Now, that means nothing. I am not a foodie. And I don't dine in three-star, two-star French restaurants and famous places. I really hardly ever do because, you know, I have spaghetti bolognese, penne arrabbiata. That's it. I'm happy. But they're teaming up with a restaurant operation called Beef Bar. And the owner is actually a friend of the owners of uh, Crystal, Manfredi Lefebvre and Jeffrey Kent. His name is Ricardo Girardi. And as I understand it, um, Beef Bar has more than 20 locations around the world. I've not been to any of them because that's I normally don't, but uh, they're in Paris, they're Milan, they're in St. Bart's, Hong Kong, and more. And I guess beef is their deal, and uh, they're now going to put beef bar on Crystal. And everything here is included, so you're not paying extra. You know, like if this was one of the Greyhound with life jackets or the Sea Godzillas or the, the Mega Mothers, you know, that would be an upcharge to go to the beef bar restaurant. It would probably cost you a side of your own beef uh, $65, $85 a person, all included on Crystal. And uh, they're going to put that in in June. So the guru will be on the Crystal Symphony. Yeah, I'm, I'm name dropping. I'll be on the Symphony, I believe it is in August, Vancouver to Puerto Vallarta. So I'll try out Beef Bar when I'm there. But according to Ricardo Girardi, uh, this collaboration signifies a merging of two brands dedicated to delivering exceptional dining experiences. Now, I told you before, I'm not a foodie. But when I was on uh, the Crystal Serenity this past August, the food was wonderful and the service was spectacular. It should be. It's one crew member to one guest, one to one, the best in the business. Um, so I'll find out when it comes. But if you are a Crystal uh, cruiser or you're thinking about it and you are a beef bar person, if you're in uh, Milan, let's go to the beef bar or St. Bart's, we'll go to the beef bar. In fact, I think what I'm going to do because I'll be in St. Bart's well, that's not till next year. So I'll be doing the beef bar earlier than that. I said, when I'm in St. Bart's, I'll go to the beef bar and tell people I was on Crystal, went to the beef bar there. And they'll say, we don't care, really. A record-breaking followed by a little something for the effort. All right. Did I read that properly? A record-breaking followed by a little something for the effort. What am I talking about? The Bahamas Ministry of Tourism, Investments, and Aviation announced Record-breaking visitor arrivals for 2023. Almost 10 million people, well, close, 9.6 million people visited the Bahamas. That's a 38% increase over 2022 and 33 over 2019. That's pre-pandemic. They are on fire in Bahamas, not technically. And I've said this often about the Bahamas. Without them, the, the birth of the cruise industry, going back to Ted Aronson and Carnival, and NCL and Closter. I mean, without the Bahamas in the beginning, that was the, one of the stops. And of course, Great Sturb Key is a, a Bahamian island. Uh, and the Royal Caribbean's uh, is Bahamian. Of course, the Celebration Key that they're building in the Grand Bahamas, Bahamian. They are, they've welcomed the cruise industry. They still want the business. And of course, the way to, to say thank you is they raised the, they raised the cost. And the cruise lines were crazy about paying five bucks more. Sometimes it's as much as $20 a person. But you know what? It's a good stop. 
And according to the Deputy Prime Minister of Tourism, Investments, and Aviation, and toilet paper and pens and pencils, his name is I, I, not I dot, I, I, really? His name is I dot Chester Cooper. Just drop the I. Why, what? You know, how about foot? Foot dot Chester Cooper. Just Chet. You know, lighten it up, babe. Chet Cooper said the Bahamas has not only surpassed its targets, but has set new benchmarks in the tourism industry. Yeah, partly because they, they want it, as opposed to Key West and Bar Harbor and so many places around the world, Barcelona. They don't want this business. The Bahamas, they'll take every bit of it, so... Uh, the figures are a testament to the hard work and dedication of everyone involved. Look, the port there is privately run. That's why it looks so good. And you really had nothing to do with it, Chet. All right? You really didn't. In fact, if anything, what you're doing is raising the cost to go there because, you you know, have a little sum for the effort. We've done such a good job here. I don't know what you did. The cruise industry bought you this business, and they dropped it on your doorstep. And like most bureaucracies and governments, let's try to, what can we get out of this? Well, bag them another five bucks. I don't think it's a bad idea, really. Charge more. I don't care. According to uh, Chet, I, I, dot Chester Cooper, the record-breaking year is a clear indication of the Bahamas' position as a top-tier destination for travelers seeking unparalleled experiences. All right, that's a little over the top, okay? The main street of Nassau, uh, okay, it's crowded, People trying to get you to hair, braid your hair. Um, that The Bahamas is a first-time cruiser, first destination spot. When you pull in, you see Atlantis and, you know, the, the towers and the Michael Jackson suite up there. And, and you go to the beach and, you know, it's cool. I did it 30 years ago. And I go, this place is cool 30 years ago. And that's why it's very, very popular. But not that not that impressive, which is why they have private islands, which is why they're building Celebration Key. Those will be impressive. Uh, as far as your uh, dedication and uh, building unparalleled experiences, you brought in John Bull and you brought in every diamond merchant in the history of the free world, everybody trying to sell you tchotchkes and got the arm out, horse horses dumping it on the street when you're trying to walk through it. I, Chester, that's actually what I saw. But what do I know? You know? Um, well, good for them, though. And they're trying to get some more money. And he said the Bahamas are poised for even greater success in the years to come. I don't know, I don't know what they're going to do, but they're going to give it a try. So I know. I know what you're saying. You're thinking, shut up. I know. Move on. Uh, again, I have to make a correction because I made a statement that I thought when Gwen Stefani christened uh, the Carnival Jubilee, there would Blake Shelton would be there because they're married and they're in love. It's a romance, but she was not there. But everybody else was. They did christen or name the Carnival Jubilee in Galveston. Uh, this is the story where people had to wait to board the ship because they were having a party. You had to sit outside. Don't get in here yet. We're not ready for you. Um, and Carnival President Christine Duffy was there, as well as, uh, well, Emeril Lagasse was there. He's in charge of food now at Carnival. You know what I feel about Carnival. They're trying to turn... Turn it 360, right? So Emma was there, um, the former uh, uh, CEO of Carnival Corporation, Arnold Donald was there, uh, Josh Weinstein, who just got paid $14 million for last year. He should be there for $14 million. They should show up. So they had a big party. And that ship, the, the, the Jubilee, will be there home party year-round. And Christine Duffy said it is the home forever. And by the way, Carnival, who their number one uh, 
what's the number one, uh, what I want to say, the organization they help is St. Jude's, and they wrote a check for $50,000 to St. Jude's in Gwen Stefani's honor. And, uh, they, and they have raised over $33 million for St. Jude's since they started backing them. So very well done. Uh, and the thing about that is, I've said it in the past, you know, Galveston was nothing until Carnival went there in the, in the cruise industry. And that was many, many years ago. They decided to go there uh, and open up that as a home port. We all know what that means. It means you can load these little riddle-filled mutants into the van and drive them to the port. You don't have airfare. You don't have to corral them in the airport. And you take them on board and you put them in a kids program. You forget you had kids in the first place. And when the week is over, you put them back in the van. And then you have to live with them when you get home. That's the whole idea. Well, now it's exploded in Galveston. MSC's there, NCL's there, Princess is going there. And it's all because of Mickey Aronson, actually, and Carnival years ago, who made the decision to go there and open up that port. And what are they doing there in Galveston? Well, follow the news. Eventually, they're going to try to raise the fees and prices that <laughs> the cruise lines pay because they bring you this business, and you're so grateful you try to hold them up for some more money. So, so congratulations to Christine Duffy and Carnival because they got another one uh, home porting uh, there in Galveston. All right, now, again, if you didn't listen to my podcast a day or two ago, I made a comment about Chinese cranes, and I have to correct that. And the tease here is made in China and lifted by China. It seems, believe it or not, that 80% of the cranes in ports in the United States, around the world, 80% of the cranes you see lifting things are Chinese-made. They're Chinese-made, and they they are connected via Internet. That's the issue. Um, they can actually be operated remotely or made to not operate properly um, remotely. So let's say China decides, you know, they're not happy with the United States. Now, they claim that any, by the way, the the uh, tease here is made in China and lifted by China because most of the goods coming in are made in China and the cranes lifting the goods are made in China. And I made a comment, I thought they were eavesdropping. Well, I did some more research. It turns out, I guess they could, but they can be operated remotely. And the U.S. U.S. government is concerned about this because let's say they get mad at us and they decide to have the cranes all over the United States drop every container. Up, down, drop it. They can do that. They can hack into them. They don't have to hack it. They can control them. So that's why we have this executive order for port cybersecurity. And that's why all of the cranes are going to be inspected. And, of course, China is calling the United States irresponsible, and China is calling it paranoia, and China is calling it this, that, and the other thing, which is what they do. And let me also say here, which I say all the time, uh, the Chinese people are lovely people. They love their tea. They bow a lot. They only talk Chinese. God bless them. This isn't xenophobic. This is the truth. The Chinese people that sail on ships from Canada who speak English do not speak English on a ship. They just speak Chinese. That's it. It's just the way it is. And they're lovely people, but the government, you know, zing, bang, bing, ching, bing, bang, ball, whatever it is, the guy's a dictator, and he's not a nice person, and that's the fear. You know, China's trying to dominate the world, and that's not paranoia. Do a little reading. Um, so now they're really upset with the United States for, for making a, um, a mole out, mole hill out of a crane or whatever. Uh, according to um, uh, this story... Uh, President Biden ordered U.S. ports to replace the cranes. Of course, that would be our first reaction, right? He would say, get rid of them. 
The Chinese have 80% of the market, all right? I don't know who the other cranes are, but they, the, the companies, but they need some help in the sales department. They're getting their butt whipped by the Chinese, right? They're all Chinese. 80% worldwide are Chinese cranes. There's a market there for somebody that knows how to, you know, jack a crane or whatever. Uh, so you can't do that. You know, that's not realistic. Um, but now the U.S. Congress is calling uh, for the cranes to be uh, disabled. Uh, the remote access, access uh, and the, uh, on, the, on the cranes should be disabled. Do I agree? 100%. Why does a crane have to be connected to the Internet? What? Because they want to, what? I don't know. Uh, the, 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 they can't tell what it's picking up. Um, I, guess, I guess, you know, like your cars, you know, you can plug in something and it'll tell you exactly what's wrong with the car. Well, you don't have to have remote access for that. So they're trying to disable it. So this is something to watch. Uh, not me. I'm tired of the story already. But I love the fact that, you know, whenever we say anything about China, we're immediately, you know, paranoid and wrong. And they're lovely people. The Chinese government just simply loves the United States. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's why they're tweaking this, causing problems and sending in fentanyl and on and on. Better get my lawyer on that. I could be sued for that. How are we doing on time? Oh, my goodness. I wasted 32 minutes of your time, not my time. I wasn't that busy, but we got through it. We got through it on this Monday during my holiday. For the first time, listeners, I would make this plea, plea. Don't base everything on today. Some days is very funny. Some days I go off my rocker. Some days I go crazy. Some days it gets a little serious. We covered some serious issues. Mauritius. Who cares? It's another place with water and a beach. And, you know, I would say this statement to any cruise line listening. Don't use that as a home port. <laughs> Someone sneezes. You can't get off. Wash your hands. That's a mess. Can you say Diageo? Diageo Global Travel. You want to say Diageo? We don't need another goofy drink. Beef bar? You didn't know about that until I told you. You can Google beef bar, look it up. Next time you're in St. Barts, skip that three-star Michelin French restaurant and go get a little beef at beef bar. Congratulations to the Bahamas. They're bragging about all they've done. Yeah, hello. The cruise industry brought you every bit of that business. Every bit of that and the new port is all run by private companies. So I, Chester Cooper, I, Tom Drake, say, <laughs> so what? Thanks for the likes. I'm sure there are a lot of stories. I'll get to those tomorrow. I have cleared my schedule tomorrow. I'm not leaving the lovely one-bedroom suite here at the Radisson Blue. I will be involved in this podcast, dedicated. I should be committed. Oh, I am committed. Maybe I should be committed. You have a great Monday, everybody. I will talk to you tomorrow. Not I, Chester Cooper. I, Tom Brady. And I think you should shut up. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.